0: (laughs) This is Mama's High on Chai. Hey Mamas, this is Simi, your host with Mama's High on Chai. Welcome to the 10th episode of Mama's High on Chai. Wow, I cannot believe it is the 10th episode already it's been such an incredible journey meeting all the wonderful women that i have so far and just connecting and i could not have done it with the support of my listeners so thank you so much to you and i as always i always appreciate you spending your time and your energy with me and tuning in so Without further ado, we will get started. So in today's topic, we discuss maternal mental health, which is something so close to my heart. And if you already don't know, I am quite open about my mental health struggles that I have had to endure in the past. And, you know, today I get a chance to to talk about them. So. Today, I am joined by Anjali, who is a medical student and also the face behind Her Health Story, which is a project that allows South Asian women to tell their maternal mental health stories and struggles entailing everything from pregnancy to postpartum experience. Hi, Anjali. So how fitting is this that uh, it is World Maternal Mental Health Day today? I was actually just thinking that right before our podcast. <laughs> like I was like at 4:30 I'm like wait, today is and it didn't
1: click cuz I actually posted a highlight today. Yeah. And then I didn't realize until like 4:30, like half an hour before our meeting. And yeah. I'm like, wait today's world mental health day like yeah mental
0: mental health day and I was just like okay well this works out great this is <laughs> awesome. So awesome it is totally and I also yeah. I didn't know about it and so and you know it's it's just things just work out for the better right like we had right. to cancel our our recording the other day and then so it just happened to be today and I'm like this is so fitting so perfect
1: right it works out perfectly
0: <laughs> yeah the universe I'm I'm a huge believer in it. Yeah, totally, totally. So what motivated you to start this project? It's something that like,
1: that I was really motivated to do something that's um, really ignited a passion into me, like women's health. Like, it's it's not something that's discussed enough. And and then especially like, um, like uh, minority women's health. Yeah. So that is like on the back burner as well, I mean right. a lot of people don 't talk about it, and especially within our own community
0: not uh, not very many people from our community understand this, and you 're sort of programmed in a way to uh, to basically just in in the way that you shouldn 't really feeling these things
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that if you do feel them, then there must be something wrong because you know there is no such thing as mental health you know or mental illness or anything of that sort right right I mean like mental health is stigmatized within our
1: community anyways so then maternal mental health is something that's just unheard of so a lot of women like I find that a lot of women in our community they're kind of expected to like one side women are seen as like emotional beings but then on the other side it's like you have these feelings but you're not allowed to express them or show them and that's really unfair because that leads to a lot of repressed emotions and that can lead to a lot of other negative emotions such as like anger towards your family towards your spouse um even towards your children, um, towards your own self, and so, if you don't have a good outlet for yeah. those emotions, um, it can cause a lot of problems. Not only like to your own health, yeah. but also within the family dynamic with how you're upbringing your, sorry, raising your children. Right. Um. And so, like, that's the main concern because maternal mental health is important but maternal mental health is something that also influences how um, you know, like how children are brought up.
0: Right. right? So right. like if the
1: mom's well, her, her child is most likely going to be well as well.
0: Right. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. It creates that well-rounded, um, you know, child that is aware of their surroundings mm-hmm. and, you know, it, 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 creates a very happy, positive environment in the family. I remember being uh, depressed and uh, dealing with a lot of anxiety. And I remember how things were around even my, um, you know, within my family and within my household, Um, Mm -hmm. everything just seemed so dark. And um, I, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't raising my children properly because I was just too, um, I hate to say this. I was very consumed within my own emotions. Mm -hmm.
1: And you shouldn't hate to say it because it's, you didn't, it's not like you knew any better, right? When we're hurt, we're focused on the hurt. We're not focused on, you know, the other things that are around your hurt. So when you were going through that dark stage, you were focused on your darkness and you were most likely wanting to try, you know, to get out of that darkness, Yeah. but, and like, that takes a lot of energy on its own. Yes. So if you don't have that time to, you know, give to your children, to your spouse, because you're, you're giving all that time and that energy to yourself. Yeah. And you need to at that time, because you're going through that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, when we're so focused on ourselves Mm -hmm. kind of and we need to be at that like a lot of women need to be at that time Um, they need to be focused on themselves because they're trying to heal themselves from like you know their either their birth trauma or their um you know just like what they're going through at that time the changes that they're going through during either their pregnancy or like post-pregnancy and so they don't have time to give to like other responsibilities um and sometimes we waste so much energy in like pitying like ourselves mm-hmm. um that you almost forget to reach out for help and ask for it
0: mm-hmm.
1: so like you don't go um and you know look for resources or you, you're afraid to sometimes it's just family dynamics like you have you're living with your in-laws and you just can't because yeah. you know you're you're afraid like someone's gonna find out and you're gonna Mm -hmm. get in trouble and you're a bad mom and you know you're a horrible daughter-in-law like how dare you yeah um and then sometimes it's like your own husband like your own spouse you can't you can't speak to them or your own like you know your wife like you can't speak to her right like because you're afraid you're just like am I going to be judged yes yeah 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 i'm 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 feeling <clears throat> all these emotions, but am I going to be judged for like you know what i'm what I'm feeling? and i I really do feel these emotions, but yeah, are they going to understand what I'm going through? Yeah, a lot of women after giving birth feel really lonely, yeah, and if they have supportive partners. And that's because yes, partners can't understand what they're going through. They can try. But because they're not going through that experience, right? Um, a lot of women feel like they're alone. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know. Maybe you had like an experience yes,
0: like that. I I did. I did. It It is a very lonely feeling. Um, I've. You know, I there's so many factors to this, um, to the, mm-hmm. the loneliness. No, no one ever really talks about it or prepares you for for that to come ahead when you do decide to become a mother. You know, at first, and even if they always say no one can ever prepare you for motherhood, right? So the motherhood right. comes with its own challenges, right? But when you do experience uh, symptoms such as depression, um, or you know, you are Sometimes it even gets underdiagnosed and um, it's, you know, you go through anxiety issues and and things like that. But, you know, I agree with you on, on, on what you said about you do, you're afraid to be judged because it's really not talked about as much in our community. So, and there's that generational gap as well, right? The differences where, um, you know, back in in India or, you know, in the South Asian uh, countries, there's traditions out there for new mothers. They, you know, I know in India, back in the day, the new mother used to go back to live with her mother when she first became a new mom. And, yeah. and so she had all this, she had a village sort of taking care of the child so that the mother can focus on herself and her own healing. And then, you know, the, the other sort of thought process around birthing also and the trauma sometimes that women experience is that it's just part of being a mother. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and it's, it's not because pregnancy
1: is a medical condition. It's, it's not safe for the mom. It's something that's normalized, yeah. but it's still a medical condition. And so there needs to be care there. Mm -hmm. right before you get pregnant during your pregnancy and then postpartum as well and like with today's um I guess just like living in this you know society it's just difficult sometimes to find that time to take care of ourselves and then to take care of um you know your families and whatnot and so that's where that village you know came to Like that village that you're talking about, like, you know, that's where that comes into play. Where like, hey, like, I need some time to myself. You take, you know, can you give me like, I don't know, like two hours, three hours. Yeah. You know, you go off, do something and then you can come back and you're okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So nowadays, you know, there's not much help out there, right? Women are in the modern day um, or modern world. There is really just it's just maybe the mom the dad and the kids living in a household right um right there are maybe in our community in our south asian culture there are more couples living with their in-laws but then that Mm -hmm. comes with its own uh struggles
1: right and not everyone can live with their in-laws i think it's it's very dependent on there's so many factors that influence that um Mm -hmm. There's so many reasons as to why someone chooses to live or not to live with their in-laws.
0: Yeah, um, but, but that goes back to what you were even saying about like, yeah. you know, when we, were ta- when we talk about generational differences, it's like if a mother is feeling, you know, depressed or sad or having baby blues even, this is mm-hmm. kind of not even, there's not much awareness that people can or even in-laws or family can empathize.
1: Right, like when you mother. got pregnant, did you have anyone tell you like, hey, you might experience these emotions after you give birth or during your pregnancy? No,
0: no and, one told me that.
1: Yeah, and see, and that's the issue. Because if, if we are aware that like, hey, we can experience these feelings, mm-hmm. we are more likely to prepare ourselves. But if we're in an environment where these feelings are just neglected, they're not even spoken of, they're even considered taboo. Yeah. Like you just shut down, you repress those feelings. You don't talk about it. Even if you are feeling what you do feel, you ignore them, you downplay them. Yeah, And because of that, um, it's taking like mental stress, like your, your mind needs to be healthy in order for your body to also be healthy. Right. 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 A lot of, um, like, mental health issues show up, like, most of the time in our physical body, right? Right. Like, right. stress can instigate stomach pains, and it can, it can give us headaches, right? Yeah, and yeah. So, like, just think, like, how many women complain of headaches on, like, a weekly basis?
0: I experienced anxiety at the peak of my uh, depression. I might have had anxiety even before that, but they were probably mild or whatnot, and at that point I didn't even know what the symptoms should be. And this is anxiety. I was going through it for a really long time, but I didn't like, I couldn't put like a definition to it. And another mom that I was talking to, she said her, like she has a lot of really bad GI issues. Like cause the, the brain and the gut is so connected. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, and then headaches as well. So there's like, you know, anxiety symptoms can be so, uh, so broad. It was a really difficult time because my depression and anxiety did not get diagnosed until, until my son was almost 18 months old. hmm. And that was my second one. So I, I don't know even before that how much time I spent in this dark, you know, dark stage and, you know, thought that it was normal and thought that like things were fine. And, um, and they, when they really weren't, did you like speak to anyone
1: like your husband or your, your family, like someone, or even like a friend about like how you were feeling during your pregnancy you- or afterwards?
0: It wasn't during my, my pregnancies actually went okay. Like my first one, especially because Mm -hmm. um, that was actually a very like smooth sailing pregnancy and very happy and everything. It was like, it was after my first, uh, first birth, um, which was an emergency C-section. And then second one also ended up being an emergency C-section. And um, so there was very, a, a lot of trauma. Um, a lot of expectations from especially my second one, and then it doesn't turn out that way, right?
1: And that happens to a lot of people like when you have an idea of like first of all, pregnancy is just romanticized in general, yes, and I, I think like that needs to calm down <laughs> as well. like I think a yeah. lot of people um they have really high expectations, like it's going to be this beautiful romantic time, and it can be but yeah. The only thing is you have to also be aware that of things that can go um, not necessarily wrong, but things may not go your way. Like if you are mm-hmm. expecting to deliver naturally and, you know, like you yourself had to go through like an emergency C-section, not mm-hmm. once, but twice.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so that like situations like that can have like a huge you know, like impact on women's, you know, thinking or their, like, you know, their mental health during that time, during their pregnancy. Yeah. A lot of women get, um, like have issues because they're expected to breastfeed. Not every woman can breastfeed. Yeah. um, Again, due to different reasons. Sometimes it's medical reasons. Sometimes it's personal choice and it's just like you they hear it from their in-laws or their mother-in-law like oh your like your child is not fat enough or like you know chubby enough yeah. and like look yeah. at like comparisons look at so and so's child you know right
0: right or you'll
1: hear like like why can't like a breastfed child is better than a child who's formula fed right and it's it's just like making the mother feel bad about her own mothering yeah um so like I can imagine that you can get those feelings of like like I'm a failure, you know, like, I'm yes, a, I'm not a good mom because yeah. you're being judged. so it's it's yeah, difficult. and I think that that's also a huge issue within the community, just judging like, yeah. people, like, you know, yeah, just in general, like mothers included like, oh, she's not a good mom because this because i can't believe she does
0: that or i would never do that and yeah you know a lot of times it's uh what i've noticed is that even like south asian women or just women in general Mm -hmm. um prior to like before they have kids they have all these uh, because it's so romanticized, everything's so romanticized about motherhood and pregnancy and everything that right. have this ideology or this idea of how you are going to raise your children when you when you have them. And so you feel like you're being judged by other people who don't know what it's like to have children. You know, so many women have come back to me and said, yeah, I totally know what it's like to be a mom. <laughs> I would never judge another another mom. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> How does that feel though when you get that? <laughs> yeah, then you're like, well, welcome to motherhood. <laughs> Where things are always unexpected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you were talking about the emergency C sections and that, like, if you, for example, like you said, if you tell yourself or convince yourself that, you know, things can go wrong. Um, Do you think there would be a less of a chance of a mother feeling those, you know, or like affecting their mental health postpartum?
1: So let me ask you a question. So if we know what's going to happen, you know, um, before we enter, like before we start to do something, like we know that, you know, like we're going to, um, Like, we know all the pros of it, all the cons, like anything and everything that can possibly happen. Would you not like mentally prepare yourself? Like, you know, you, you would go out and get the education, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like if you are educated on things, you are more likely to educate yourself more. So if, if a woman has um, gestational diabetes, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: she, she gets diabetes while she's pregnant, Um, she's more likely to go and educate herself on those, you know, issues. What about like, if she's educated on like, hey, you can possibly get depression. It doesn't mean you're Mm -hmm. a bad mom. Your child's not going to be taken away from you. Yeah. But, and there, and like, you know what, you could, you may not have depression. You may have anxiety. That's why I'm saying like, it's important for healthcare practitioners to go through these things with like the women during their, you know their appointments, um, and it's important because then they're aware they're able to go out and get the necessary help that they need, right? They can go and get that help themselves, they don't need to be dependent on you know their spouse or their in laws. There should be like you know something in place,
0: yeah. There is um service like that here in BC, um, you know, in the Vancouver area, so mm-hmm. um, but that happens. Quite uh, shortly after, like at about four to six week mark,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, after you give birth, a n- public health nurse will contact you. Then the n- public health nurse comes to your house and checks in on, you know, your your mental health, your everything, like all around how it's going with the baby, gives you right. more advice on lactation um, and feeding the baby and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that service, but I think that it just kind of um, it still kinda gets lost. It's lost somewhere. <laughs> yeah, because
1: <laughs> I mean like because it's so easy for especially with like mental health to just hide symptoms. I could be like a new mom who's hiding my symptoms. I could be like, Yeah, everything's great. I'm fine. My yeah. child is you know, and I but I could be having these fears of like someone's going to take my child away from me if I say like, you know, um, that you're um, not mentally well yeah, right and so like you have to be very um sensitive mm-hmm. and aware uh because a lot a lot of times it's family members or friends who notice the symptoms within their you know or the signs within their their um the, the person who's going through that experience yes yeah. yeah so they'll notice like they're either withdrawing or they're just more irritable you know and if you find yourself in a situation where like you're a new mom or you're a mom like you could be having a child like the second time the third time the fourth time Mm -hmm. like you are at risk for you know maternal mental health issues right so it's not that like, oh, I didn't have it for my first pregnancy, I'm not going to have it for my third either, or my second. Mm -hmm. And it's, that's not true. Like, um, even postpartum depression is defined as up to like one year post birth.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: So like, women can get diagnosed with postpartum depression, like one year after they have given birth. And that's like, right. So like, you can just think of like, you know, what we're working with here, like, Right. There are women who are just literally going undiagnosed. Like some women have shared their stories and it's, it's heartbreaking to hear because they repressed all those emotions. Yeah. Those feelings and those thoughts. yep, yeah. Because they didn't like feel it was appropriate to share, I guess yeah. during that time or like, you know, whatnot. And When they share their stories, they're like, you know what? I never really thought of it this way. Yeah. I had a traumatic birth or I went through something traumatic and oh my God, I didn't heal from this. Yeah. And then it just hits them. And it's like, I mean, I couldn't tell you what emotions they're going through because they're the ones going through those emotions. Right. But it's almost like it clicks in their head. Like I need to heal from this. Yes. Something like, you know, I gave birth like, you know, how many years ago, but I'm holding on to that trauma or I'm holding on to that, like, those unhealthy, yeah. like, you know, behaviors. Right. And so, like, but then, like, they're at a loss as to, like, where do they go? Who do they talk to? You know? Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. that's a huge problem. That's a huge yeah. issue because, um, even though there is more and more awareness now about Mm -hmm. even just mental health in general, um, there's, you just don't know where to find the right support and you know, it's not easy to talk about these things because a lot of times it's just, it's something in your head. It's not like a broken bone that everybody can see. And then you can just, you just know, okay, I need to go to the hospital. I need to get a cast on or whatever it is, right. Right, Get an x-ray. It's it's that's clear cut, right? Like this is not like you question so much in your own head. And from my experience, I know I've been through that so many times. Right. And, and it's true. You just kind of put it in the back of your mind. It's already done. Like, you know, you, they always say, it's fine. Like, yes, whatever happened, happened. Like in the, especially in our community, whatever happened, happened. That's okay. Let's just move on.
1: That's the mentality that we need to change because it's not like whatever happened, happened. Let's move on. Are you moving on in a healthy way or in in an unhealthy way? Right. 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 Like if you like, because if you're moving on, yes, you're moving on, but those, but like, if you haven't healed, then that's holding you back
0: true you haven't
1: necessarily really moved on you're just passing by your days you're not really living you know yeah yeah and it's important like that you live because before you were a mother you know you you were you are your own person yeah you have the right to you know live your life the way you want to live your life Mm -hmm. having a family you know have whether your in-laws live with you whether you're like whatever circumstances that you live in, whatever environment you have currently, like those are just additions to your life. Like your children are additions to your life. Your your husband is an addition to your life. They are not your whole life. They're a part of your life. You are your whole self. And so you need to take care of your whole self before you you can positively contribute to your family environment. Because if you are a depressed mother how well are you going to be able to take care of your children? Yeah. How well are you going to be able to run your household? You know, and these are the responsibilities that a lot of women are thrown into um, when they get married. It's just expected of them. Yeah. Like, you know, especially within our culture. Oh, okay. Now you finished your schooling, whatnot, you're married. Um, And this is like for both love or arranged marriages. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter the circumstance that you got married in. It's the expectations of the culture that right. she is now a married woman. She is going to give birth to children. Yeah. She's going to take care of her family, run a household. It doesn't matter if she has a job or not. It
0: right. doesn't matter
1: if, like, you know, she's she's doing something on the side or not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter that she was, like, you know, swimming, like, before she got married. Yeah. Um, if like, she can't do that now because time is not allowing you to, or other responsibilities are not allowing you to, when it shouldn't have to be that way. Like there has to be compromise there. There has to be, Hey, like I was this person before I got married and this is what makes me happy as an individual. I'm going to continue doing these things after getting married. Mm -hmm. We need some kind of compromise. So you know, like you work that out on your own. Like your husband watches your kids while you go out for a swim or you go right. do what, you know, what you need to do right. or your in-laws, something of the sorts. Cause, but like within our community, it's more so that like, there's no compromise. You're married and that's it. Like, yeah,
0: you yeah. have your
1: children, you take care of them and you take care of your husband. They come, they come before you do.
0: No, I mean, that is changing. We can't say that for every single family. Like it's, you know, it's changing across the board. Um, There are, there probably are a lot of families even within our culture now Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, that have that sort of thought process, right?
1: Right.
0: Um, But I think that even... Regardless of that fact, um, even if you live in a household where everyone's open-minded, everyone is, you know, um, contributing equally to, like, for example, I'm just going to use my example. It's just me and my husband and my children that live in the house, right? Right. And so my husband and I share equal responsibilities when it comes to household chores, as well as like, we're both working parents um, Mm full-time, you know, manage a business. There's a lot going on, right? Um, But The biggest thing for me was, even though I'm educated, you you feel you're not strong enough if you have those feelings or if you feel depressed or sad in any way. Yeah, I mean, Um, I
1: think a lot of, like, that's that's the mentality that we have as a community, that you're not strong enough, you know, like you're weak for crying. So,
0: yeah, Yeah, no, a lot of women. And my biggest struggle was people that I loved and were so close to me mm-hmm. were not able to really understand.
1: And that's the thing. That's where like the loneliness part of it comes from. Like right. they're alone, like n- you're experiencing these feelings, but you don't have anyone to tell you that it's okay to yeah. feel this way. Um, I remember speaking to one mom. Like, she was just telling me, like, her own mother was just, like, you're making things up. Like, you need mm-hmm. to stop. Like, this stuff, like, you're you're just being a drama queen or you're being dramatic about things. Yeah. And, like, even after after having her own child, she was, like, still expected to, like, take care of herself, her child, as well as, like, you know, her household, even with her own mother there. Mm-hmm. And like that really put a toll on her. Like she really started to feel like negative emotions, you know, because of mm-hmm. that as well. And and it's unfortunate, but what can like, you know, like the one thing that we can do is to talk, you know, the more we talk right. about these things, like who's to say that our own like mothers didn't feel this or, nope. you know, to like our own grandmothers didn't feel this way. Mm hmm. That's even like with all the support that they received, yeah. Right? Like the village, they had the village, but who's to say that they still did, like you know that they, they didn't yeah. have those emotions or those feelings? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even in India, like I don't like, they don't talk about these things even now. Oh, like you're no. like you came from there, right? Like you know yeah. what the you what the like mentality surrounding
0: maternal mental health would be
1: over there, and it's it's probably non-existent
0: like when i was in india my thought process and my mentality on mental illness was basically just if you're mentally ill you need to go to a mental asylum this is very extremes is what i understood mental right.
1: to be like right? someone is very dependent on another person yeah
0: right
1: so like for their day to day living yeah
0: right And then you hear about people committing suicides in India as well. It's, you know, here also, Um, but nobody talks about it.
1: Like the reason that I got into it was because where I live, there was a lady who had recently given birth. Her husband, her own parents, her own in-laws did not know anything that was going on with her. She was perfectly fine, gave birth to a daughter Six or seven months later, jumped off a highway. Hmm. and during that time, I was actually writing a paper um in university about postpartum depression, yeah, and it just clicked in my head like this woman possibly had like like you know mental health issues related to her pregnancy or her birth, like if she was perfectly fine before. And it was just, like, around her pregnancy that she started acting, like, you know, different. Right, right. And, but, like, I brought the the idea up with my mom. And I was like, mom, you know, like, maternal mental health is a thing. My mom was like, no. Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> oh. There's no such
1: thing. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's what really, like it just like, I was like, wow, like there's absolutely like no knowledge. Like you're just expect, like you have a child, you're just expected to be happy.
0: Yeah. And people say, people say what, what is there to be sad about? They just think you're just sad for, because you want to be sad. And they'll, they'll ask you certain things like, you know, look at everything else that's going on around the world, and people right. don't have roof over their heads, and people don't have, you know, food to eat. What is, you know, why are you feeling this way? You have a healthy baby, and um, you you have a husband who's so supportive. Um, you have a good job, a good business, whatever it is, you know, a, right. a roof over your head. Why? Why are you like this? Why are you feeling this way? And exactly. a lot of times, even if, even if it's not verbally told to you, these things, that's the kind of impression you get. And those are the kind of dialogues that go on in your own mind as well.
1: Yeah. And, and that's the reason why a lot like, of women repress their emotions or like repress their thoughts. Because it's like, oh, well, if I say this, this is the answer that I'm going to get. Right. You know, like, I'm not necessarily going to get support. I'm just going to get, oh, you should be thankful. You should be grateful. And it's not that you aren't thankful or you aren't grateful. You're just experiencing something different.
0: Right. Right.
1: And you need a healthy outlet to express that.
0: Right. We are conditioned to have our thoughts validated and our feelings, our emotions validated uh, Mm -hmm. by within our culture, by our family members, people that we surround ourselves with. And that's that's something that comes from, you know, from just growing up being a child. Because I know I've been like that, you know, not really. I've always looked for validation. So it's like if you don't get that validation what happens then 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 you your feelings your thoughts might not be uh, might not be true right they're
1: insecure they're just up in the air like is it just me or yeah you know, yeah because you need that validation oh yes you are right like yes and that's why it's so important for women to talk about maternal mental health because you are giving that validation right, right. like yeah if you are te- telling me about your experiences something that you are feeling who am i to say to you mm-hmm. you're not, that's not valid at all yeah. and if i've gone through something similar it's my responsibility to at least encourage you to get help if not share my own you know experiences like you, no one's forced or compelled to, you know, share their own story or like sometimes there are people who don't want to share their stories and that's perfectly okay. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. you, no one here is like forcing you to be like, you know, you have to share your story because you know, you're, you have to help other people. No, you can help people in other ways. Like you can direct them towards resources, like, you know, or you can maybe suggest like, Hey, why don't you go and speak with your, your family someone who would be able to help them and direct them to, um, to the right path because we don't know everything, right? Right, right. And so, and then if you do share your story, like, like I don't know, like if, if I'm going through something and someone shares a similar experience that they had, I almost always feel better because yes. I'm like, I'm not the only one.
0: Yes, that so, you're not alone.
1: Right, exactly. And so that's the importance in sharing your story.
0: So like from my experience, I know it was a really difficult thing. Like it was, it was really difficult for me to identify my own, you know, symptoms, right? Um, Mm -hmm. My depression uh, came to surface when I started having suicidal thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. So that's when I knew, okay, this is definitely not me. And I cannot be, I still, I need to talk about this because that's just not normal. Okay? But the fact and that, that it has
1: to get to that point for you to realize it, you know, like yeah. that's the scary part because sometimes people have those thoughts and they don't get the help that they need. Yeah. They actually take that step and that's the scary part. Like that's yeah. what you prevent, but yeah. yeah.
0: So and then anxiety, like actual phys- physiological uh, symptoms that I was having. Mm-hmm. That's when I'm like, okay, this is not normal. I never used to, my hands never used to shake on the, you know, if someone said something to me or um, there was just so much internal dialogue going on and not really, I didn't have real, a real outlet. And um and yeah so like it was really difficult for me to pinpoint those those symptoms at a very early stage um to to know that okay this is something that I should go get help for or I do I should do something about these symptoms so that they don't become worse right so you know I feel like it's so important for women to be able to identify those those symptoms early on right, right. um because of those environmental and social cultural factors, it's just really hard for women to there's just so many layers. How do you get to those uh to to the inner self to yourself and say that this is this is who I am. Um this is how who I used to be and I need to get back to that that person.
1: And so that's where like, you know, you have to really think like you need that inner strength. Or or if like, you know, as a woman like Um, you recognize what is normal for you and what is not normal for you. Right. Right. Because normal is, again, it's different for everyone. Like, you have to realize, like, I don't want to continue living this way. And you have to find that inner strength. You have to step up and, like, speak to someone. A lot of women, like, if they try to speak to their family about it, they're either shut down
0: Mm -hmm. so like
1: you can go go and speak to like a close friend that you have right right sometimes you don't want anyone around you to know about your personal issues or your personal life regardless of whether they're family or friend right it's someone you know you don't want them knowing anything about you and so in that case like you have the option of going to you know your healthcare practitioner like your doctor Mm -hmm. or like Go and speak to a social worker. Like, um, you can find therapists. It's just, just like you don't feel good about yourself. You don't feel good in the current situation you're in. You're trying to find a way to make yourself feel better, right? That's right. the t- objective. So you do anything and everything to help yourself. Right. Because you're the most important person. And right. we have to we have to recognize that. Like, as yeah. women, we are the most important people, right? Especially right. within our own families. Like, when you take that first step to ask for help or to tell your story, you open up so many doors. Yeah. For yourself, in the sense that you can help other women help yeah. themselves, you can discover more about yourself. Yeah again like because you're reflecting back on your story yeah you know you're reflecting Mm -hmm. back on your feelings your thoughts your emotions and you're able to get that help
0: yeah and you heal from it as well while you discuss your own story and reflect upon your own story and your experiences right and like
1: healing again is different for everyone so like however you find yourself um coming to terms with what you went through There was one woman that I was talking to and she just, she didn't realize that she had a traumatic birth or she was experiencing so many like, like, you know, mental health issues during the time of her pregnancy or after her pregnancy because she had repressed all that. But when she Mm -hmm. chose to share her story, Mm -hmm. that's when she realized like, I'm healing from this. Like, oh my goodness, I went through that. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm reflecting on it now like 15 years later but Yeah. Oh my goodness, like I went through that. My body went through that.
0: Right. right. I love what you said about what, you know, healing really is. It's about accepting yourself and how it doesn't define you know, it doesn't define you on who you are. Right? Like things right. that happen, traumatic births or um, you know, anything that any event that happened in your life that has had a negative impact on your life doesn't define you as a person so once you come to terms with that and I love that you use coming to terms because I so often we just go through like I'm gonna say this again we go through the motions that we just don't realize that we need to stop and think about it and heal from it and and accept it and come to terms with with these things and then we can move on and time also plays a huge role in in terms of healing right like a lot of people like we do everyone takes their own time to to come to that acceptance but i think it's important what's important is to be able to to reflect upon these things and actually bring them to surface
1: Exactly. And so, like, because it's only through acceptance, like, if we keep ignoring the fact that, you know, like, if you ignore the fact that you're feeling sad, and that you're feeling different from after having a baby, and you just tell yourself, oh, like, everyone's telling me, like, this is fine, like, you know, whatever, like, you're just being dramatic, like, maybe it's just something that, like, I'm feeling like, you know, that's unnecessary, you're, you're more likely to repress it, and you're right. not, you don't have to be strong all of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but there's a strength in being vulnerable.
0: There is, it takes so much courage to come out and speak about these things, and um, not just you don't have to. Ch- speak it out to the world or anything, but even just in your own friend circle, um, even just, you know, with your family members and, you know, whether or not they accept it or not, you need to accept it in yourself and know that there is a lot of strength and vulnerability.
1: Right. Exactly. Because no one can help you more than you can help yourself. Um, Like people can only advise you and let you know, like, you know, Hey, like, this is what you should be doing or, you know, let, these are the resources that are available to you. But right. until you validate within yourself that like what I'm going through is not right, I need to, you know, help myself heal. Right. And you accept that only then can you move forward and go through with, you know, the therapy that you need. Right. Um, and it's only through speaking through someone who's qualified, right? Um, that you can see the options that are available to you. Right. And you have a choice. You always have a choice on like what type of treatment that you want to receive. Right. You, know? you don't have to take medications if that's something that you're not comfortable with.
0: Right. right. You,
1: you can choose to um, go to group sessions if that's something that you're more open to if you're in a position where your doctor is suggesting that, Hey, like maybe you should be on medications again. That's a decision for you to make with your doctor. Right. You recognize, you know what you need at the time that you need it.
0: True. But it's also
1: important that you're honest with yourself. Yeah. Because we can't just ignore the fact that like, you know, you see, you see that there's a need for medication, but you're saying, oh, I don't need medication. Yeah. You know, you have to be, you have to be really vulnerable. You have to be very honest and you have to like not judge yourself. Right. Don't, don't be your own critic. Like don't, you know, don't, um, because by doing that, you're going to prevent yourself from healing getting the help that you actually really need. Right. And your main goal is to heal.
0: Thank you so much for, you know, coming to my podcast and uh, you know what you do for the community is incredible and uh thank you for sharing your knowledge and your uh, your insight. No, thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. This is Mama's higher child. that's all for today mamas make sure to follow me on instagram and twitter on mamas high on chai i want to hear from all of you all the mamas that are listening and please leave me a voice message by clicking on the link at the bottom of the show notes it'll also be available on my twitter page so make sure you go on there and leave me a voice message i really want to hear from you and send me your questions comments suggestions feedback i want to hear it all so tune in every tuesday for a new episode until then stay high on chai and stay high on life see ya